T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Wednesday night. We'll get back to the phone lights here as we discuss Andy Reid, Howie Roseman, and who's the most responsible here for the success of this franchise the last 20 years. I think for a long time, it would Reid would have been the answer over and over. And he even got credit when they won the Super Bowl five years ago because Doug was here and Nick Foles was here and a lot of those players were still in their prime that he was part of that. But as we've moved on from this, this is now two Super Bowls built by Howie. A championship built by Howie. And maybe the best Eagles team ever built by Howie. Different coach, different quarterback. I believe Howie surpassed Andy in terms of importance of this franchise over the last 20 years. We'll get back to that. And, of course, our top five quarterback lists here. I go Brady, Montana, Manning, Peyton. Uh, and then number four, I got Mahomes at number four. He's in already for me. And I put Steve Young at number five. Curious for yours. 215-592-9494. We'll get back to all that. But I want to bring on a guest here, a Philly guy, uh, one of my favorite broadcasters out there in the baseball world for the Seattle Mariners. And I'm sure proud of his Eagles right now in the Super Bowl. So we'll talk some football here. And then some baseball, which I love talking, but we haven't talked much on this time slot in a while because we've been caught up in this Eagles team in this run they've had. Let's bring on Dave Sims, play-by-play voice of the Seattle Mariners, along with doing a lot of college hoop stuff. Dave, how you doing tonight? Doing well, Joe. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing great. Excited for you to uh, hop on and talk to us here. Dave, tell us about uh, enjoying this Eagles run. And, and, and at what point year, what point of this year did you realize, like, we, we got a really special team this year? Well, you know, I, I thought that the maturation of Hertz as a passer, I mean, I, my last memory of him last season was uh, the game against Tampa. And I'd just done a Villanova game down at Wells Fargo, and I drive up to my brother's place in, right there in Philly. And I get there, and he's, you know, he's not completing too many passes. And my brother said, you might as well beat traffic and go home. And I did. And it was uh, – you know, it was not a good game, you know, by him in that game. But I, I was, I was impressed as the season went along. I didn't get to see all the games. You know, I'm up, I live up here in New York, and you know, I'm at the mercy of Red Zone. But there was so much to like, particularly about the run game, the O line, the D line, um, and for the most part, you know, a lot of the, the key players. You know, they stayed healthy. It was, it's been a great season. It's been a fantastic run, and. You know, I was on with Chris Russo on MLB Network. Uh, we talked about football, and I think we did baseball, or as much football as we talked baseball. Because, you know, I go back, I'm old, a lot older than you. I go back to the 60 championship, Van Brocklin, McDonald, Tim Brown, Ted Dean, Chuck Bittnerick, and Pete Retz laughing that whole crew. So, lifelong Eagle fan, and uh, real happy for, 
for uh, the team, the organization, and the city. Yeah, it is special. Dave, you, your phone is actually a little bit it, – it's choppy. Let, let's uh, get Dave on a better line here. We'll get him back up. But you know what? You think about that and and where this organization has been compared to where they are now, it's, it's remarkable. I mean, I remember when I was young, the Eagles were not a good team. I mean, you know, when I was very young, they, they were good in the late 80s, but then – the beginning of the nineties was not very good. I mean, once that 90-91 team fell off and the Cotite thing, and they just kind of got rudderless there for four or five years. You know, the, you know, obviously what Ray Rhodes did was, was it got the back up a little bit, but they were rudderless. And then Andy came in and they did with it. Let's get Dave Sims back up here. Dave, uh, you mentioned it there, you know, watching them back in the day. I mean, how remarkable is it how good of a franchise they become? Because they, that wasn't what this always was. I mean, last 20 years, we brought it up earlier, only the Patriots have more title game appearances than the Eagles now. It's just crazy to say that out loud. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. Enjoy it, you know. <laughs> There's nothing to complain about. You're here you're in this time. I mean, you know, I'm not spending a whole lot of time looking backwards. I'm enjoying what's going on with these cats. I like what, um, what they do with the pass rush. I like the DBs. I mean, you got a good kicker. There's so many good ingredients to this team. Dave, how about Jalen Hurts? Um, you know, you, you've been someone, obviously, a fan for years in different sports, you know, whether it be hoops, whether it be baseball, and obviously a fan of, of the Eagles. I, I've made the point earlier, I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback improve as much as he did in, in such a short period. He's always gotten incrementally better even since he was at Alabama, but, I mean, we're watching a quarterback that took a leap from where he was last year to an MVP finalist. That's, that's, it's just crazy how much he jumped in one year. Well, there was a great piece in The Athletic the other day talking about how uh, his dedication, his work ethic is off the chart. And, uh, you know, he, he comes from championship caliber from his college days, and he's a real smart guy. And I know last year, one of the complaints, uh, not complaints, but one of the things I noticed is that he was so used to Alabama to having guys always running free. Well, you know, you get in the NFL, as you know, to fit it into tighter windows, and I think he's done a heck of a lot better job of that. Plus, he does have some talented receivers. I mean, I love the tight end, love the two wideouts. So it's um, you know you need a good quarterback to win it all. It's a big help. And defense, I know defense wins championships. You still got to score. Now, he's good, man. He's good. Enjoy it. I, I, that's all you know. That's all you really saving. The kid has been fantastic. You applaud his work ethic. You know he's, he's highly skilled. You know his old man was a coach. He's a lifer, and uh, he, he's a guy that's going to be uh, he's going to be remembered in Philly for a very long time. Yeah, he's fun, and, and he's won this town over. Dave, let's talk some baseball here. I mean, we're just a couple weeks away from the start of spring training. It's it's weird in Philadelphia. Usually, um, I love baseball and I love talking it, and, and we do a lot of uh, spring training stuff, off season stuff, and just be caught up in this Eagles thing. But uh, what what's your thought on on this Phillies team and where the franchise is right now after the run last year? I mean, they had. All those years, right, 8, 19, 20, 21, where they were in the fringe of the race, right? They were there, you know, you kind of look at like, ah, oh, they're three, four, five out. They got a chance, but they never got there. And it was a long postseason drought. And they got in last year, Dave, and it was an incredible run. I mean, it just was amazing watching them go from can't make it to they just broke the door down once they got in and got all the way to the World Series. What do you think about the team Dabrowski's assembled here? They've done a hell of a job. I mean, uh, we saw the Phillies out of our place in Seattle. I want to say it was May. They took two out of three. And, uh, you know, they they were scuffling a little bit after that, and that was a team you looked at. it. I mean, it looked like a softball team that they were going to have to win every game 10-9, 15-14. But obviously coming down the stretch, you know, things materialized. A couple of guys, you know, guys stayed healthy. I mean, it's the same story all the time. You got If you can keep your studs healthy, 
And you get some guys, you know, with some support guys. Now, you know, you're talking to Seattle Mariners uh, broadcast. I'm on the other coast. I don't see the Phillies that often. But I know what I, I saw in the playoffs. And I thought, I, you know, Riamuto is just tremendous. I thought the pitching was good. Harper was fantastic. And, uh, you know, you got to have, have a club there. And I understand that well, I don't, I'm not surprised if you tell me that season tickets are through the roof. It would make a heck of a lot of sense. It's a good ball club. Battle their ass off. I mean, it's so much fun. And uh, I enjoyed watching the World Series, watching them in the playoffs, especially was it the San Diego Series. I thought that was that was thrilling. And Harper coming up with that big home run. And then, you know, they run into Houston. You know, I know all about Houston. They, they've got it all. It's a good ball club. And we had them in the first round, in the second round, after we upset Toronto in Toronto in the division series. And we roughed, the Mariners roughed up uh, Verlander in game one of that series. And then uh, we wound up losing on an Alvarez home run, walking off in the ninth. And then they closed us out game three on a, in an 18 inning game. So, Looking at a Mariner team that's uh, poised and ready to go, man. Young, uh, Julio Rodriguez, best player we've got. He's going to be one of going to be considered one of the best players in baseball. American League Rookie of the Year. We got good pitching. We catch the ball. We got some uh, get some hitting to improve on, and I think that's going to happen. So, if you, uh, you folks in Philly, if you want to stay up late at night and watch some West Coast baseball, uh, uh, Mariners a team you want to watch, and the whole division is going to be even better. The Angels have picked up a lot of new guys in South Texas. So is Texas. Dave, we're talking to Dave Sims here, play-by-play of the Mariners, Philly guy, talking about the Eagles, and of course uh, the MLB season coming up to spring training in a couple of weeks. Dave, it's interesting, you know, the juxtaposition, you know, that's, you know, the city here in Philadelphia that you're from and the team you, you, you cover and, and broadcast, same situation last year, but trying to break a long playoff drought. And Dave, I, I, as you said, you saw the highlights, saw what it was like here in Philadelphia during the postseason. I thought it was awesome watching the crowd out there. I think it was maybe it was the catcher Cal Raleigh at the, the home run in one of those yeah, games. The, yeah, the I mean, home run, the three uh, three two pitch pinch hit home yep. run to win it and uh, ended a 21, uh, 20 year drought playoff drought longest uh, playoff drought in North American professional sports. Big moment. The uh, today earlier, you know, I live in here in New York City, but I was watching online the uh, pre spring trading media day. And listening to front office guys, the team president, uh, Jerry Depoto and the skipper, Scott Service, and listen to the questions, listen to some of the uh, answers from the players. The optimism's off the chart. And I tell you, uh, the Mariners are not going to sneak up on anybody this year. And I think they really did a good job making a name for himself, uh, themselves last season with that uh, great second half that they had. And, you know, sort of closing the gap just a little bit on Houston, which is still a great team and the world, and the world champions. Yeah, and we saw that, Dave. What was it? What was it like? Just that atmosphere and that crowd. Because I know here, I got a chance to go to a good number of the playoff games. The Reese Hoskins home run game. I was at. Um, I was at game one uh, against the Padres and uh, all of the World Series games here. So it was the atmosphere was. I think it was almost like pent up energy of of for you know in Philadelphia a decade without the postseason. It all came out. The crowd was amazing. What was it like out there? You said that that drought. Uh, what was it like watching those fans I'll, celebrate I'll see, that? I'll see you and raise you because you got a decade. We got 20 yeah. years of drought, okay? So a lot of misery, frustration, a lot of just missed opportunities coming down to two years ago. Uh, Mitch Hanniger had a big eighth inning uh, single to keep us alive in game 161. And this was, let's see, we, we, had, uh, we swept the two games in Toronto 
and we played the first two games in Houston. So we only had that one playoff game. We lose game three of the second round. But I'm telling you, the game went 18 innings. And once it got into 18, the energy was electric the entire way. The pitching, every you know, every pitch was worth, you know, felt like your life was on the line. And the fans there, and we probably jammed in 50,000. I'm sure they didn't announce that, but I'm sure it was 50,000 people in the ballpark. They stood that last nine innings and and never and never, you know, never uh, wavered whatsoever. And if you you know if you go back and look at those highlights, you can hear the volume that these cats that you know our fans, the Mariner fans, were, were churning out. I mean, it's a it was a big time situation. Got to remember the Mariners had some glory years, didn't make the World Series, but they had some great teams in the mid '90s. Couldn't get over the hump, and I think right now this this, this organization right now is poised to. You know, be a, a perennial uh, challenger, you know, for a championship in the American League and maybe even a World Series. Dave, uh, as we get closer to the start of spring training and this season, w- what's your feeling on the rule changes they made uh, for them, against them? We got the pitch clock coming in, we got the larger bases coming in, uh, a well, little bit of a change on the shift. What do you think about what they did it's here? It's all good. I'm, I'm all in on everything. It's an entertainment vehicle. You know, we've been losing fans, we've been losing TV numbers. This will speed, hopefully speed up the game. And, you know, it, it's true. You'll get a chance to see a little bit more athleticism, uh, you know, no more shifting. And uh, hopefully it'll be some more base stealing. You know, they made the base a little bit bigger. I don't see how that's going to necessarily in, increase base stealing. But the fact that you can't throw over, but, you know, a restricted amount of time. Right now, if you don't, you know, as things start in spring training, if you don't take advantage of that, it's you're foolish. But I think it's. I think all these measures are going to work. Dave, last one for you. Um, they've smoothed out the schedule as well. They've changed it where every team's going to see each other and not as many division games, which I think is good. I think it's good for fans. I think it makes things a little fair as you have more wild card teams. If you have one bad team in your division, it kind of throws the whole thing off and you could have an advantage. But it also means you know fans get to see more players. And Dave, you, you got, you've gotten to see a lot of Shohei Otani over the last few years of that division. Tell us about what it's like to watch that guy do both and, and do it live because uh, I'm just amazed every time I watch him on TV. He really could win the MVP every year. I mean, he is an elite pitcher. He's an elite hitter. He can run. Uh, if they let him play in the outfield, he'd be a great outfield outfielder. He's got a great arm. Kids, I mean, the guy's just unbelievable. He's got every pitch in the book. He's fantastic. Uh, good-looking kid, runs like crazy. And, you know, they've had their problems out there. They had a ton of injuries. Rendon went down. Trout missed most of the season last year. They picked up a lot of pitching this year. We'll see what happens. But uh, Otani is—he's—he's un- he's unbelievable, is what he is. And um, you know, on a, say on a grading scale of ten being best, he's a nine plus in every category. I mean, he does everything well at the highest order. He Great is- player. And I tell you what, if the Angels do come, another—I I think the Angels do come to Philly this year. They do late, I think we, late August. Yep. Yeah, and we come in in, uh, in April, late April, if. Uh, if I were a Philly sports fan, I would make sure I'd go online or whatever you have to do, go down to the bank and buy tickets for that Angel Series and come see our ball club too because we're pretty good. Yeah, you are. Maybe a, maybe a future World Series matchup. Dave, I appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy the rest of the uh, the time here before spring training, and, and we'll catch up again. Thank you. You bet, Joe. Thanks, man. Be there, good. There he goes. Dave Sims, voice of the Mariners, Philly guy, cheering on the Eagles here as we go. And I, I, I just haven't wrapped my mind around how close we are to the Phillies. Maybe, maybe it'll hit me once – once the Eagles are done, like hopefully a parade. Ha- I, mean, I think we we mapped it out, right? A parade could happen the day the Phillies 
start spring training? I think it's around that time. I mean, we are so close. And usually, you know, in every year the Eagles haven't been in the Super Bowl, we're, we're literally in countdown mode. What was our uh, segment that we would do? Clearwater check-in. We would do hot stove check-in. Right. And then we'd do clearwater check-in. Was... I mean, I'm pretty sure pitchers and catchers report on the 15th. So we're two weeks away? It'd be the Wednesday after the Super Bowl, and I don't mean to be presumptuous, but if the Eagles were to win the Super Bowl and the parade follows the same route it did last year, the Phillies would be back in spring training the day before we could be potentially celebrating an Eagles Super Bowl victory. Yeah, I think a couple things are part of why um, it's just, it's almost like we forgot. One, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. That's the biggest reason. Two, the Phillies did all of their business, their offseason business, so early in the offseason. You know, typically there's still stuff going on. I mean, think about the Bryce Harper chase. That went all the way into spring training. Last year, because of the lockout, they, they couldn't make any moves until March, and they signed Castellanos, which was a disaster, and they signed Schwarber, and they did what they did. But this year, they did it all right, you know, right away. Like, late November, Trey Turner was here. It's almost like they haven't done anything for the past couple months because – they really haven't had to. Uh, they guess, got it wrapped up before the holidays. What was the biggest thing they done recently? The the Soto trade, right? They got Soto, the reliever. Well, they signed Josh Harrison the other day during the, the Eagles middle game. Of the Eagles game, mind you. Yeah, I, you know, we got to talk to Nebraska about that. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, I, I can't wrap my mind around Philly's depth. I actually like Josh Harrison. I've always been a Josh Harrison fan. I wonder though. Remember when he was here? Yes. Doesn't he feel a little redundant with Sosa? That's what, that was my thought when I saw it. I, unless, unless one of those guys could play the corner outfield and it's almost a Veerling, you know, like a, a replacement for Veerling against lefties. I just I wonder what the how versatile. I mean, Harris is older, so let's not go crazy with how versatile he could be in the outfield. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be running around there. Sosa though, didn't they run him in the outfield a couple times last year? They might have, and it looks like Harrison did play left field a couple times last season. Last season for Chicago. Played eight innings in left field, so I wouldn't get that excited about it. But, yeah, I did think it was redundant, and maybe he's just replacing Maton. But, once but he's again, they still don't have a second center fielder. No. Unless they're really into to, uh, who's the kid they brought up last year? Guthrie. Unless they're into Dalton, Dalton Guthrie, Guthrie, or they signed Jake Cave. But he's a lefty, too. It might be Dalton Guthrie. Wasn't Dalton Guthrie on, all, on the postseason rosters? He was, he was active. He was. I think. I don't know if he was for every series, but he was for for most of the run. Some of them, yeah. I just I feel like Dalton Guthrie is going to be a trivia question one day. Like name the roster in the NLCS or what? I think he was definitely on the Braves roster. But name the roster throughout the postseason, and and you know what? We'll be able to name a lot of those guys. Dalton Guthrie will just slip the mind unless he becomes uh, more of a part of this as we move on. But yeah, I was. I'm he not appeared a- in one game in the NLDS. Okay, I'm not against the signing of Josh Harrison at all. I just wonder how it all pieces together because he also hits right-handed, like Edmundo Sosa. It, it it does feel redundant within the infield. Not sure how they're going to use all these guys. Um, and I do. I still wonder who's playing center field against lefties because, as we saw last year, they didn't think Brandon Marsh could do it. I mean, they traded for him. They obviously like him, and I think he he you know he showed some strides when he got with Kevin Long compared to was compared to what he was doing with the Angels, but. They didn't let him play against lefties. It was always Veerling. And maybe it's a little different this year, and they give him a little bit of a longer leash in, in April and May to see if he can figure it out because you also gave up Logan O'Hoppy to get this guy, right? They they clearly think he can be an everyday center fielder, and if that's the case and they think they can improve his bat to the point where he's capable of doing so, 
then he's going to have to get some at-bats against lefties. You can't keep him under wraps as a strictly platoon platoon player uh, for the entire season. No. Um, and I don't even remember. Did we react to the Soto trade maybe a little bit the, the night after it happened or the weekend after it happened? I don't even remember when it happened. Was around, that Christmas? It happened around Christmas. They traded for Soto, the relief pitcher from— It was the Friday before Christmas. So like the 23rd. Yeah, I mean, and then we've just been so caught up in the Eagles since, and we just haven't spent much time talking about it. Look, I, I like the trade because I don't think they gave up a significant amount. Though I do think we have to pump the brakes on our expectations for him. I mean, I know he's been an all-star the last couple of years. He was an all-star because he pitched for the Tigers, and they needed to send somebody. I mean, he's, he's much closer to Jose Alvarado before— he, fi- he figured it back out this year than he is like a guy I totally trust. I, I look at Soto as more of a replacement for Brad Hand than anything else. Like, that's what I think the role he will have. And I mean, he has upside to be better than that. He throws really hard. But I'm not sold they got an all-star. I think they got a guy who's gone to the all-star game. Yeah, I mean, he's been an all-star because Detroit's been an absolute garbage fire for the last couple of years. And what bothers me with him is... He has unreal stuff, right? You can sit there and you can watch YouTube videos of him throwing his, his fastball 101 yep. down the pipe for hours. His K-9 last year was nine. I know. Uh, like He struck out guys at the same rate as like Kyle Gibson last year, despite having all-world stuff. And maybe Caleb Cotham and the Phillies pitching staff can figure out how to get more out of him than Detroit was. But this guy clearly has all the talent in the world. He's not lacking for raw stuff, Mm-mm. but... The fact that he still just isn't even getting people to swing and miss is scary. Yeah, the other thing I thought was uh, just interesting with the the hype around the team or, or just where we're at, uh, Matt Gelb over the Athletic, they do like the, um, what do they call it, like the survey? The, the sur- they do the fan survey. And I mean, I, I, before I even clicked it, I, di- I didn't get to actually vote. I just missed that. But I went to click the results of the survey, and I noticed this the other day. And it's so, it's so different than last year. Last year, there was very little faith in the front office, little, little faith in ownership, little faith in the roster. Well, I mean, you go to the you go to the World Series, and it certainly changes the feeling. But the one that blew me away, because I, I was scrolling through this to see what, how people felt as we get closer to the start of spring training and, and, and just the temperature of, of the fan base as we head towards that, the one that blew me away more than anyone else, uh, it was like – just think about where we were a year ago. So the question was, will the Phillies return to the World Series in the next two seasons? Did you see the results on this? I found the number amazing. Yes, with 75.5%. No, obviously 24. It didn't say the next five or the next decade. The next two seasons. Like this year or next year. Yes. It's really hard to go back to the World Series. And I think they've gotten better. I mean... Trey Turner makes them a better team, I and mean, they had a star player, but, boy, the confidence level is very high. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, they made the playoffs by the skin of their teeth last year. Oh, I didn't forget. And I do appreciate that they approached this offseason like a team that made the playoffs by the skin of their teeth and not a team that won the pennant, right? They, they've improved themselves, you know, quite a bit, especially for the regular season. They've added depth across their pitching rotation and their lineup. They should be able to win 90-plus games, I think, this year. That That isn't... Too much to ask, but I don't know. What if the Brewers get better, right? What if the Marlins get better? What if the Reds take a step forward? I mean, I mean, the Reds are atrocious, but there are other teams, the Giants, right? They won 116 games two years ago. There mm-hmm. are teams who took massive step backs last year that were close to the Phillies in 2022. They could take a step forward, too, and that was something I worried about last year. 
I don't know. I, I know that there's a, a deeper, deeper and playoff picture, but I don't know. They're, they're still the third best team in their division. Well, I'm just curious how they handle prosperity. Right, we've never. I mean, look, we hadn't seen this team make the playoffs in a decade. Okay, well, how do they respond to that? Are they going to take the next step and go win a championship? Like was last year? Like they're they're itching to get back and win sometimes it. Sometimes it's a launching pad. Sometimes it is, and then sometimes it's just a fluky thing. I mean, I, we don't know until we start this thing off. But that's there's an expectation that it was a launching pad, right? When you get 75 percent of fans saying they're going to make the World Series in the next two years, that that's an expectation. That it was a launching pad. I can't wait to watch it. I mean, I, I can't wait for spring training to see Trey Turner, Phillies Jr., see Andrew Painter. He's 19 and is going to be vying for a spot in the, in the, in the rotation. I can't wait for that. 215-592-9494. That was fun talking to baseball. On the other side, we'll react. Sixers, Magic, did they pull off another win or was it a mess against the Magic? We'll talk about it next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.